Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the show. Now, we have a very interesting topic for you today, and I think you're going to find it very relatable. We're going to share a story with you. I have a story that I've created to help us understand fear both in business and in our lives. So, how does fear impact our business? Are we overcoming fear in business? Do you believe fear holds people back? Do you believe it's some people or do you believe it's most people? So here's the thing. Fear in business is the dirty little secret that nobody wants to admit exists. Nobody wants to admit they're afraid. What drives this fear? How does fear impact the bottom line? And most importantly, how do we overcome this fear? The following short story. I created this story as a way of, well, showing you that fear is real. And this short story illustrates the root of fear and the bias that exists in the workplace. Are you excited? Are you pumped? Any similarities with actual people or events are purely coincidental. If you think I'm talking about you, if you think I'm talking about someone you know it is purely coincidental so let's go fishing with phil and larry the television the television commercial ends and phil makes up his mind by gosh he is going to buy the v64 mega bass lure he has seen amazing reviews online and even read great things in magazines at his doctor's office at $59, it will no doubt be the most expensive lure he has ever purchased. He goes into his office, finds the website, enters his credit card information, and nervously clicks buy. He immediately thinks about what his wife will say when she sees the credit card bill. It's worth it. It's just worth it, he reassures himself, and it is done. A few days later, the package arrives, and he cannot wait to open the shiny metal box that contains his magic lure. On Saturday, Phil is fishing with Larry on shallow, murky Lake Cantu. He hasn't told Larry about the V64 Mega and plans to surprise him on the lake. Larry has heard of the lure, and they both have talked about it and the hype associated with this new fishing gadget. Phil reaches into his tackle box while Larry is distracted fighting a small black bass and pauses. He thinks about the many underwater formations and trees that have been dropped into Lake Cantu during previous years. He doesn't want to snag the bait and possibly lose it on this lake, so he changes his mind he decides he will save it for the dark and deep Lake Marion next week. The following Saturday, on Lake Marion, Phil surprises Larry with the lure, and they both admire it 
before his first cast. Larry teases him about his fishing knot and possibly losing the lure in the water after spending so much money. Phil is nervous, but he will never admit it to Larry. Cast after cast, nothing hits the V64 Mega. Morning turns to afternoon, and not one strike on the magic lure occurs. After lunch, Larry has caught a few nice keepers and several smaller fish, but Phil is yet to catch a single fish, not one. By mid-afternoon, Larry tentatively suggests that Phil switch to the type of lure he is using. Phil ignores him, convinced that the magic lure is yet to perform wonders below the surface. At the end of the day, Phil is obviously frustrated, so Larry encourages him that he will have better luck next time. Now, because of the high investment in the lure, Phil has overvalued its potential for success. Now that he owns the lure, he is certain it will be successful. This is called the endowment effect. Simply owning something gives us more value in our mind, makes it more valuable in our mind. On Lake Cantu, Phil was afraid to lose the valuable lure, so he did not use it. On Lake Marion, he was afraid to stop using the lure that obviously wasn't effective on that lake during those conditions with those fish. On Lake Cantu, Phil was experiencing loss aversion. In his book, Misbehaving, Nobel Prize winning behavioral economist Richard Thaler states, we fear loss twice as much as the pleasure of gaining. Let me say that again. We fear loss twice as much as the pleasure of gaining. We will come back to this. Now, on Lake Marion, Phil was experiencing status quo bias. Status quo bias occurs when we prefer things to stay the same by doing nothing or sticking with a decision made previously. Why is this important? Consider a CEO that invests heavily in a project or capital equipment that he has pitched to his board and gained approval. If circumstances change or the project falters, how long does it take the CEO to change course? Hmm. If the investment is substantial, the CEO is likely to experience loss aversion and refuse to admit that the money has become sunk costs. Sunk cost is dollars invested that will no longer be valuable as once estimated. It will no longer be as valuable as once estimated. This results in organizations continuing to spend money, time, and effort on projects that will likely never become successful. That is correct. Phil continued to use the V64 Megalore because he spent so much time and money hoping for success. Loss aversion can be equally, pro equally problematic for CEOs. If the loss, otherwise known as risk, is feared twice as much as the potential pleasure, the gain, what projects will CEOs be likely to approve or reject? Think about this 
Well, think about this concept. Think about it this way. If the loss is feared by a two-to-one margin over gain, the likelihood of saying yes to something with a reasonable amount of risk, this is not too much risk, this is a reasonable amount of risk, starts far below average risk due to fear. What can executives do to overcome this inherent fear and bias that exists in all of us? I have three things, three things that I want you to do in order to overcome this fear. Number one, acknowledge and own the propensity for fear. Know that when considering any project or corporate initiative, we are biased to avoid losing at a higher rate than the potential gain. Continually ask, what is the worst that can happen? And if it does, what will we do? Opening the door to change course or stop early can make doing so much easier. Here's number two. Assign team members to monitor and surface latent fear and bias. That means hidden fear and bias. In other words, give someone on the team the role to say, stop, let's reconsider this now. Identify project points for honest reconsideration in the beginning. What are the points where we're going to stop and reconsider? Reconsideration is an important and often avoided stage in any business project or initiative. A steel mill that I worked with spent millions of dollars to install new technology for slitting steel coils that sat idle, I mean idle, for years due to fear of admitting failure. Millions of dollars sat idle for years because of fear of admitting failure. Powerful. Here's number three. Teach and refresh leaders on the concepts of loss aversion, status quo bias, and sunk cost regularly. Being willing to stop a project with momentum is extremely difficult. Helping them understand and apply techniques can save companies millions, millions of dollars annually. This knowledge should not be limited to the CEO and her team. Board members must also understand that circumstances change and make the investment no longer effective. Train your board, people. Sunk costs must be acknowledged as part of the risk associated with doing business. We must be willing to change lures if the V64 Mega isn't attracting fish. Corporations spend billions of dollars out of fear and miss tremendous opportunities for the same reason. Think of every failed project or initiative in your past and possibly your present. Some of you may be dealing with this right this moment. Market change and so does business. Markets change and so do business. So do the preferences of our consumers. We can become so enamored with our work that we do not acknowledge these changes. Technology is changing the environment faster than we realize and long-term projects must be reevaluated constantly, constantly for current relevance. Don't believe me? Ask a 12-year-old to go get you a dictionary. That's how fast things are changing. 
This show, this podcast is to help everyone that is struggling with fear. Fear is real. Fear is something that we all deal with. Fear is our future negative reality. Fear is driven by future negative thinking. Folks, we're crazy enough to win. We're crazy enough to address fear head on. I hope you enjoyed this show.